Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and our catching up with series brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. Who do we have? Well, we have the guy who's really going to confuse me in 2023 when I say, hey, Marcus, when I'm within the Chip Ganassi racing team and realize, oh, hey, now I need to make a distinction. It's no longer the tall Swedish guy. Uh, we have a Kiwi in our presence the Marcus Armstrong. I get to call you an IndyCar driver, man. That makes me really happy. Tell me how you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I'm going well, thanks. Um, yeah, the, the Marcus dilemma has um, has not only been confusing to you, it seems. It's uh, The whole team is trying to find me a nickname as soon as possible. Um, they're sort of leaning towards... Um, short Marcus and tall Marcus which I, I don't like so much um, I sort of said to them you know like you can call me fast Marcus if you like um, <laughs> no. but uh, I didn't actually say that to them I, not yet anyway um, but no it's cool um, it's cool to be on the uh, the IndyCar grid and um, finally I've always wanted to be here so, um, so now that the news is official I can talk about it which is cool and um yeah, dream come true. I'm going to vote for Stretch Armstrong, which, granted, this is a very old reference, but that was a toy that I think I might have received at Christmas when I was like six or seven or eight. So, um, yeah, there we go. Or What, is, what does that mean? What well, is stretch? What is- stretch Armstrong was a, a toy, and I don't know the exact material it was made out of, Maybe rubber, little something, but it was kind of a, a doll-ish type thing. But you could, say, grab Stretch Armstrong's arms and pull them and stretch them like many, many feet or his legs. or So it was this kind of bizarre toy character person thing. And the arms or legs or head or whatever all kind of eventually came back into place to be normal size and normal length. But yeah, it was a toy. Um, and weird, but yeah. And I'm sure it was nice. like filled with deadly chemicals. Like I can guarantee it was made from like plutonium and all kinds of great stuff, but Hey, we didn't really care back then in the seventies, Marcus. So, uh, yeah. So Fair enough. yeah, but that's a terrible nickname. So we won't go with it, but we'll keep working on it. <laughs> so yeah. you have a little bit of time here headed back home. You said you haven't been home to New Zealand in a little while, but You've got a period here where hopefully you can be among family and, and your mates and recharge. We get into spring training here, uh, what, a month and a half, less than a month and a half from now in my home state of California. You're obviously going to want to do all you can to get ready ahead of this new IndyCar experience. Tell me about that part, brother, of you wanted to do it. You've made it happen for the uh, the road and street courses What's the plan yeah. to get you up to speed? Yeah, well, um, it has been um, it's been a busy sort of off season uh, for me anyway. Like, obviously, our season in F two didn't finish until end of November, more or less, and then I flew almost directly to the states. Um, prior to my last race, I was traveling to and from the states. I did a test at Sebring, so it's been quite a busy period, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I finally got back home, uh, would have been two weeks ago. And so far I've just been, um, I've been sitting in cruise mode. Um, you know, it's always good to sort of switch off on the off season, I think. And, um, 
you know, it's it's difficult to do so actually because IndyCar is relentlessly televised here in New Zealand, which is really cool. Like it's always on Sky Sports. So if I turn on the TV, I'm I'm always I'll be there for at least two hours watching a race. So um, you know, I'm, it's almost um, accidental research just due to the fact that it's always on TV mm. here. Um, which is cool. Um, I'm like a notorious onboard watcher, so I've um, I've managed to get access to watch all the onboards uh, from last season and previous seasons as well. Um, you know, and in my preparation for next year, so um, I sort of just do that for fun. People like to play on simulators. I just like to watch onboards, so um, that's what I've been doing quite a bit of here. Uh, in between, you know, cruising around New Zealand, and yeah, obviously we don't get a lot of tr- we don't get a lot of training, we don't get a lot of testing uh, before the season starts, um, which uh, you know, obviously I'd like to do as much as possible to try and um, you know speed up that learning process. But I understand that um, testing needs to be restricted. Um, but hey, I, I think that you know, two days at thermal is going to be awesome to finally. Um, get in the Ganassi car. Obviously, I drove one at Sebring, so yep. I sort of have an idea of what to expect. Um, but yeah, honestly, it can't come fast enough. So you have this really interesting opportunity in front of you where not only are you going to go and learn about all these new IndyCar tracks, uh, this new form of racing, but you also have uh, this crazy friend of yours, um, one of the darkest clouds in the paddock, though. We will talk about that later. Uh, that being uh, this crazy Callum Eilat guy, uh, he's just gone through and had a, a pretty amazing rookie season. I'm sure that there are other drivers that you know from your time on the European open wheel ladder. Of course, they all want to beat you, but have any of your <laughs> friends who are already in IndyCar given you either any advice or uh, said, hey, doors open uh, if I can help you and in ways that don't uh, put your car in front of mine. Curious how, how open the door has been among those who've been here and gone through the process already. Well, firstly, I, I'm looking forward to hearing about this dark cloud story that you said about Callum. Oh, he's uh, the most that- negative dr- IndyCar driver since Michael Andretti. <laughs> like, the guy can find problems with, you know, kittens and ice cream and rainbows. Oh, I mean, man, I can't, I can't believe that you've already figured that out because I, I lived with the bloke for would have been two years and um i first i love him to bits he's one of my closest mates in the world um but man he he would be the most hilarious guy if there was if there was ever a problem callum would sniff it out and that's almost it was so funny when we go on training camps um with uh ferrari and we did we used to do tons of them and and at the end of the day, we'd, we'd do a debrief and, uh, you know, how was your day? What, what could we do better? This and that. And I would always, honestly, the highlight of my day would be Callum's debrief <laughs> because he would just, he'd have so much to say, um, mostly negative. But He can find the problem know, cons- in any solution. I mean, it's an, it's like a superpower. <laughs> and, oh, really? So, so that's. That's how you solve world hunger? Well, no. Let me tell you all the ways that won't work. That's never going to happen. And everyone's going to die. And you go, seriously, Eilat? What is your problem, dude? No, but he, the thing is, he's super smart, right? So he's very, he's very, you know, 
analytical. Um, so everything he did say, you know, that it was constructive, um, but it would just be hilarious because, you know, he probably wouldn't say it in the most, you know, polite way, but it would all make perfect sense and it would just make me laugh so much. So, yeah, I understand that he is like that. Um, you know, in saying that, he's he's told me almost next to nothing about IndyCar, if I'm honest. Um <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, you've got a shit friend here. You know, we we're, we got to do better for you, Armstrong. Uh, all right, I got a job. I'm, I'm going to line you up with some quality people here. Wow, I, we're just, we're learning. Isla really is trash in every category. It's amazing. No, 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 no. I uh, know I don't I don't want to bag him out because he's 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 a tremendous bloke but he has not told me anything about IndyCar um I don't think you know we don't really talk about racing to be honest um we I'm, like I mentioned before we, we used to share a flat together and we probably would have spent half an hour talking about racing you know for the two years that we lived there because we were just you know off with the fairies just talking about other things and um so maybe that's why we are such good friends. But um, I've spoken a lot to Christian about it. And uh, I remember when he came back from his first race in Indianapolis. Yeah, then he uh, rode the road circuit. Yeah. He came back to do the race in Sochi. And I. Um, it was actually that weekend there was like – torrential rain the whole weekend we barely got to drive so most of the drivers just spent the entire weekend in the hospitality unit and i got to hear all about it from christian and he was raving about it he said that you know obviously the car is is fun to drive like he was grinning from ear to ear when he was talking about how you could actually slide the car uh, without having any um serious degradation and he told me that he had really bad food poisoning the day of the race um and struggled physically like because and for f2 we have we have heavy steering similar to indycar but we have very high degradation as well so uh, quickly the steering weight reduces when the tires go off but obviously in indy there's less deg so that you know it's consistently physical the entire race yeah so he was talking about that and um he told me quite a lot of things and um all positive. Like he was absolutely raving about it. Told me that I need to be there immediately. I think he told about half the grid that. So yeah. um, he he's been the best salesman for IndyCar <laughs> in that paddock. Have you gotten the invoice uh, from him? Ten percent something as, as your uh, unofficial manager. Yeah, that's probably that was the the motivation there. Take a little money off you somehow. <laughs> I haven't received it yet, but um, I'm I'm sure he'll just make me pay for all of his dinners <laughs> in Indianapolis next year. And uh, and then obviously I met all the boys um, a couple of weeks ago at the factory, and um, Marcus was the other Marcus was extremely open, uh, and that was fantastic. He's a, obviously a very friendly guy, and um, yeah, I, obviously I'd never met him before that, and he pretty much told me everything I asked, so that was amazing. And then not to mention Scott. Um, you know, he's an encyclopedia for, for motorsport in general, but yeah, I'm looking forward to learning from him over the next 12 months. Curious sticking with, uh, Scott, I know whether I've been down under doing some, uh, 
Aussie V8 coverage, talking to uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, um, any other prominent Kiwis in the world, all point to Dixon as a big inspiration uh, and whatnot. Curious where getting to line up with the greatest living IndyCar driver, right, among active drivers, right? Uh, six championships, Indy 500, just, right, we know his, his stats, but also know that not only does New Zealand have a great propensity for generating amazing race car drivers, but you're getting to be in the team with, again, kind of a living legend of IndyCar is that cool? Is it surreal? Is it, uh, what is that? It is, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that I am here, uh, with Scott. Obviously I can't think about it too much. I've got a job to do, but at the same time, just to, to learn from him. I mean, not many people get that opportunity. You know, he's been tremendously successful. He's a Kiwi. I mean, I saw him a couple of days ago here in Auckland with a few other drivers as well. Most of the Kiwi boys um, got together for a drink. Well, to be fair, we were only drinking sparkling water, but um, I think there was there was the two Scots there. There was Shane Van Gisberg and uh, Liam Lawson, a couple of other guys as well. Can't remember everyone, but you know, Scott's aura is is certainly special, and everyone looks up to him. Um, so, I mean, there's so much to learn, not even on the sporting side, I think even just on the way he handles the team and gets the most out of all of his people. I think there's, there's things to be learned there. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge that I'm really looking forward to. Um, but I, I need to stay in the moment. I need to stay present and enjoy it and just do the best I can. Amen to that. What's the plan, Marcus, in terms of onboarding yourself over here in America? Uh, obviously, wish you were doing the full season. Uh, 12 races, nonetheless, is still going to keep you plenty busy from the beginning of March to uh, mid-September. You renting an apartment, buying something? You going to be over here full-time? Or, or what's, the, uh, what's the, the living and integration plan? Yeah, I just I just rented a place in uh, in Indianapolis a couple of days ago, in the same building as uh, the other Marcus, and I think quite a few drivers live in that building as well. Callum is not far down the road, so uh, I'll get to hear his negative thought of the day uh, quite frequently, I'm sure, and <laughs> he's going to hate me by the end of this episode. Oh, I mean, that's um, the goal. Look, any opportunity to throw that guy under the bus, I mean, you got to take it, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, why Why I Hate Love by Callum Eilat. And you go, dude, what is wrong with you? But anyways, um, so you're going to be living in uh, the IndyCar Driver Hotel, basically, is, is what it sounds Pretty much. like. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll be living there uh, full time. And then my brother and sister live in London. So where I basically live this year, and so I, I mean that place is always there for me to go to if I have a bit of time off. I have a lot of friends in London, and um, I mean I've certainly enjoyed this year a lot. So I mean if I have time off, I will try and go there for a, a little bit, maybe probably not more than a week or a couple of days, just because you know, I want to be um, doing as much as I can and not leaving any stone unturned in the States. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not super organized on that side. I'm just sort of like doing it day by day and, um, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy the process because it's something that I've always wanted to do. And, and also I want to explore the States, you know, if I might, if I have a free weekend, I might disappear off to another part of the country and just see what it's all about. I haven't spent much time in the States, so I mean, you probably know better than me where are the best holiday destinations, but I'm going to try and figure it out. Come on out here to the uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. We'll get you all sorted. Um, <laughs> I'm a big 49ers fan, so that makes sense. What? Yes. Well, <laughs> you're, I, let me officially name you IndyCar Rookie of the Year. It's done deal. Uh, just because of that and that alone. Great taste. Oh, that's so fun to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if, if Jimmy G's back by the end of the season, I'm... I'm sure they're going to kick some ass. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm feeling confident even with Brock in place. But yeah, my wife and I live. It's about a 12-minute drive to the stadium. So if you're nearby, we'll, uh, we'll gladly be your chaperones. Let's. I'm talk. definitely keen to go watch a game. Yeah, we'll make that happen. We will make that happen. Let's talk, maybe close here on podcasting and food. Ooh, yeah. um, I yeah. wasn't, wasn't aware of your fine media product uh, until i don't know maybe middle of summer or something like that and it seems like you have a lot of fun i'm i'm thankful that it is a very different take than any other driver related podcast or thematic uh video and audio enterprise you mentioned Lungard saying that he had food poisoning here and that limiting his performance uh, on debut. I think that might have just been his body reacting to local Indiana cuisine. So I don't know if there was anything wrong with the food or maybe it was just his body saying no. But you should have some interesting American cuisine, Midwest cu- cuisine for sure, uh, to consume. Mm-hmm. Are we going to have a continuation of this? Are we we know the New Garden and McLaughlin have their bus bros and invite drivers on and whatever, whatever. Is this going to expand here? Are you going to get to know your your new fellow IndyCar drivers by having them on your show and eating a variety of things and seeing if y'all vomit afterwards? <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad you've you've sniffed it out because uh, usually our audiences. Well, our audience is predominantly female, actually. You'd laugh at the stats, but our latest episode, I think, was 98% female viewership. Um, so you're probably the only bloke watching. But um, no. I'm comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And we sort of started it. I don't even know if it's considered a podcast at this point because it's, it's more of a like a, you know, it's filmed and, you know, sort of ironically way over the top. Uh, we're all dressed up and we drink wine and taste, you know, do, do wine tasting essentially. Yes. Um, but it's funny because a lot of the other interviews that we do overseas is very politically correct. And, you know, there's a certain way that you need to behave during the interview and whatnot. And I thought that it would be cool to do something a bit different with a couple of friends and just sort of, you know, bro down with other drivers as well because um, I enjoy it. And, you know, that was the main thing for us was just having fun and then sort of organically grew into something quite cool. So um, I would like to bring it over to the States. 
uh, I mean, I'd need to have my two co-co-hosts with me um, because you know they're the they're the life of the show, basically. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I, I just quite enjoy the whole American vibe. You know, everyone's quite friendly, and I think that bringing it over would actually it'd be quite a good combination between sort of our style and, and the American culture because sometimes we really need to work to get our guests to open up. Um, but I feel like in America it's a bit easier to do that. So um, I don't know. Do you want Do you want us to bring it over? 100%. Yeah, I'm not mentioning this by mistake. I mean, look, we in general kind of open and sloppy as a society, you know, but hey, that's part of the fun. Uh, would love, yeah, for real. I mean, look. Groshaw coming over, yeah. did his videos and kind of tour of America and his fans that he brought with him, plus the new fans that were getting to know him, got to learn about his life views and otherwise as he presented America, as he got to know it. That was cool. And again, I hope that he continues doing that. Uh, new Garden, who's always had a crazy sense of humor um has helped us to get to know mclaughlin uh who mm. is equally as crazy and has this great big personality but not he's a kiwi well very, despite that he's actually a fairly good person um but folks yeah, got to you? know sorry uh folks <laughs> have gotten to know that side of scott through their bus bros content you we have the uh, off track with hinch and rossi where rossi who's a very specific personality has allowed folks to get to know him more. So I love what you've done so far with this, myself and the 99% female um, viewership yeah. base. I think it's perfect, and it is so unlike the other driver-related content being produced that I would hate to see it, the format change at all. Just do it and have fun with mm. it. Uh, and since mm. you are going to a lot of different states with very different uh, thoughts on food. Uh, that could also be a somewhat fun thing as well. Uh, well, it's you, meant to be. A, a, and initially, it was a food thing, and then uh, it suddenly became more of a podcast thing. But, um, yeah, I'm passionate about food. because I don't actually eat meat, which is quite unpopular in the States, from what I've understood so far. But... Um, I actually struggled when I went, where did I go? Yeah, it would have been Sebring, actually, that little town near the track. I don't think there was one meal without meat. So <laughs> it, was, yes. it was quite hard to find my sort of food, which made me, you know, think how, like, Takuma Sato, for example, is Japanese. and Maybe he, he should be the first guest, um, seeing as though – He's Japanese. He's managed to keep his figure. So he must have a secret. Yes. Of, uh, I, I think you're onto something there. My wife, uh, vegetarian slash vegan as well. Um, yeah, she struggles at times to find exactly what she wants, but she has uh, been able to come up with a lot of great solutions. So you have to, to do I that. Need to, I need to talk to her. I need to understand her method. Because I was I was struggling a bit when I went for that test, and um, I, I'm very methodical. I think when I go to races, I I like to I'm I'm very 
training. I'm, I'm always training, basically. I'm always in the gym. And then if I don't feel well leading up to a race, I, f- I feel as though it, it can have an effect on how I perform. So um, diet is like the biggest part and I need to find something quite sustainable, definitely. Let's close here. So we're getting into the time of the year where often folks shut down for a little while, maybe you know, close the blinds, just have some downtime, quieter time streaming solutions what might you be watching are there things you've been saving in your queue to watch any recommendations on things that folks might enjoy or any music and whatnot what kind of gifts of time wasting materials might you have to share with the audience that's a good question um i'm probably the worst person to ask because I don't really watch TV shows. Like, for example, I'm on the way back to New Zealand. Well, if I go to London, or it's like a 30-hour journey almost. It's ridiculous. And I, I won't watch one bit of TV the whole time. I'll, I'll probably be listening to a podcast. Um, for me, listening to podcasts is the best way to switch off because I can, like, sort of listen to the person speaking and then I zone zone out and think about something else and then I come back to the conversation which they're having and um, for me that's more relaxing than actually like watching something so um, I'm always listening to a podcast uh, you'd hate to see my Spotify numbers you, I don't know if you have Spotify but they at the end of each year they they put out um, the amount of hours you yep. spend listening listening to music and, and podcasts and my numbers are getting um progressively more outrageous as the years go by. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm always listening to podcasts. I listen to a lot of sports radio in America, actually. So that, hence why I'm a big NFL fan and um, good, good uh, radio shows here in New Zealand, just taking the piss and just having a good laugh. So I, I enjoy, I enjoy that. And um, apart from that, I like hang out with my little brother, play a lot of tennis do a lot of swimming and then I've got some friends here in New Zealand that are, um, you know, they're probably the craziest people in the world in a good way. So, you know, it's awesome to sort of switch off from that racing mode. But, um, yeah, always when I'm back here in New Zealand, it's just such a different way of living and thinking that, you know, by the end of my holiday, I'm, I'm so ready and frothing at the mouth to get back into it, which is exactly what I need, um, in my opinion, just to perform at my best. So, um, yeah, I'd say this time next month, so it's 20th of January, I'm going to be, I'm going to be ready to go and firing on all cylinders for that thermal test. Frothing at the mouth. He says, I love it. That's some great imagery here for us. (laughs) Well, Thanks for not only taking some time, brother, but uh, first appearance on the good old podcast. Hopefully it's the first of many, and also hopefully we get to hold on to you for many years and quite some time. So really stoked we're going to have you here in the series. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, Anytime you want me on, I'm, I'm willing to, so just give me a call. Beautiful. Final thing, where can folks find you? For those IndyCar fans who want to say hello, get to know you a little bit, what are what's your MySpace? Uh, what's your Friendster account? No. What uh, what are the main places you interact? They might find you. 
Um, I'm a Instagrammer, so you can you can follow me on Instagram, or you could even follow my food blog slash podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and then Twitter. I, I don't really use Twitter to be honest, but I think it's pretty popular over in the states, so I might need to get into that. And yeah, you can just say good day when you see me at a Whole Foods. Good man. Good, good man. Yeah. All right, uh, not Swedish, Marcus Armstrong. We're still going to work on a good nickname for you. Uh, I, I have nothing yeah. here, but I feel like we're going to get fans on the job. And uh, before you know it, hopefully you'll have one that doesn't suck. Uh, enjoy your holidays, brother. And we'll look forward to seeing you here in uh, Southern California at spring training. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon.